Hey y'all, welcome to the Catching Up Podcast. With myself, Chris Bushhart, this is a crappie fishing podcast right here. We'll talk every now and then about some ditch pickles, catching them old largemouth, if you will, some brown fish, and we'll even sprinkle in some deer hunting and turkey hunting and duck hunting along the way. We're going to try and have a guest on about once a month or so, maybe a little, little more often than that. We got a few lined up already y'all going to be proud of. Really good ones today. I'm going to let y'all in on some wintertime tips and tricks, if you will, where you can find them. It's coming up. We're going to talk about tournament trails. We're going to talk about a little bit of all of it. That's what the podcast is about. It's just sit here and chill out and just talk fishing. That's what it's all about. Uh, we'll kick it off. Tournament season is kicked off already. Crop USA's done had a couple tournaments down in uh, Florida. One of my buddies, O'Shiloh Chappelle, and uh, his partner, Patrick Stone, just won. Um, I forgot to wait to have, but they did win. They got them a good fat check, and they're Jinko teammates. Um, also, we got the St. John's River. Crappie Masters is coming up this weekend, and I absolutely love the St. John's River. Y'all ain't never been down there. That should be one of your bucket list fisheries. St. John's River is one of the most beautifulest, beautiful. It's a pretty place to go fishing. They got that old Spanish moss that's hanging from the trees. They got alligators down there, you can see. They even got them manatees. They call them freshwater cows, and they're huge. And they'll come up to your boat and nibble the grass off your prop and whatnot. It's something to say. They even got manatee zones where you got to slow down the idle through certain spots because they're right at the top of the water. But St. John's River is absolutely beautiful, and they got some really big fish, too. I've been privileged enough. I went down there and fished it. I've been down there one time. It's been four or five years ago, maybe longer than that. Ended up with a good finish. I think we had a top ten. Um, the thing and the way we called them was pulling jigs. Um, the thing about St. John's River is uh, it can be fish can be caught in any number of ways. There's a lot of lily pads, in which I've been told that the lily pads have kind of gotten tore up by uh, this last big hurricane that went through and hit. I forgot the name of it. Ian Ian. I can't even remember the name, so don't quote me on that. But it's that one that got right close to Tampa, but it tore up a lot of the a lot of the lily pads, a lot of the cover. But I feel like there'll still be a lot of uh, the stems and and whatnot for them. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But the St. John River, you can fish it so many different ways. It is a river system. It does get current in it. Um, Matter of fact, last year, the fellas that won it, they won it out of a boat without all the high-dollar electronics on it, a little old John boat, if you will, and uh, they won the whole dadgum thing. So that just shows anybody compete can compete in these rascals, these big tournaments. Um, when we was there uh, four or five years ago, when however long it's been, I personally, I fished the river. I mean, I fished the river some, fished lily pads, but I ended up finding my fish in Lake Woodruff, I believe is the name of it. And pretty much all of the little lakes that's right off of the St. John River, they're just kind of like shallow, like a bowl, if you will. The deepest part in the most of them is seven foot. You know, six, seven foot is about the deepest spot. And they're full of dollar pads, which is just kind of like a, it's kind of like a miniature lily pad, if you will. But most of them stay underneath the surface of the water. And them fish, man, they love being sitting down in there. And we just pull jigs right through the, 
through the heart of them dollar pads. If you can find any little contour in it, it's a bowl-shaped lake. But, I mean, if you can find any kind of little ditch or contour, you can pull jigs through them uh, dollar pads, and you can. it'll take some weight. It'll take, if I was to guess right now, and this is just an educated guess, it'll probably take north of 14 and a half to 15 pounds a day. It'll take above that. If I had to guess now, I'm not down there. I don't know. I don't know what's changed about the, the system, you know, since the, the hurricane did come through, I would, it didn't hurt the fish. It just ran them out of cover. So I believe you're going to see some big weights at that tournament, St. John's river tournament. And, uh, like I said, you don't have to live scope in this one. You can pull jigs or whatever and pulling jigs. If y'all don't know what pulling jigs is, all it is is where you set up a rack or some kind of device, if you will, on the back of your boat, and you can throw six, eight rod, four, however many rods you want. A lot of people will stagger the sizes to where you get a bigger area. You know, you got long, then you go a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter, a little bit shorter all the way in. That way you cover a lot different, you know, water, I guess a span, if you will. But... um you don't have to do that. I mean, if you just got all one size rods, don't go out and buy 90 million, you know, different size rods. If you just want to try it out, you just put you something to hold your rods in the back of the boat and you'd cast them out. Most of the time I use six pound fluorocarbon is generally what I use when I pull jigs and you'll use anything from a, it, the jig head really determines how deep you want to fish. You can go down to a 48th, 24th, 32nd, 16th, an 8th. That just really determines how deep you want to fish. The heavier the jig head, of course, the deeper it's going to go in the water column. So, I mean, most of the time I'll start out with a 32nd or a 16th. And you can also adjust that by the speed of your boat. The faster you're going, the shallower it's going to ride in the water, of course. The slower you go, the lower of you know it'll it'll go in a water column. And another thing too, when you're pulling these jigs, like I said, six pound test fluorocarbon, get you some rod, six eighty your favorite rods or four however many. Put you I, I when I pull a lot of the times I'll pull double jig rigs. I was doing it. Um, I think I done that to Harris Chain, the one that used to be right after St. John's. But anyhow, six pound test line. Start out with whatever size jig that you think the fish are in the water column or the depth of water you're fishing. If you're fishing in six, eight foot or less of water, I wouldn't start out with no eighth because they're going to go on the bottom and you're going to be dragging up mud and all kind of leaves and whatnot. Just start out with, I don't know, a 32nd or a 16th and try that. And i tell you another little, here's a little nugget, and this show's going to be full of nuggets along the way. When you're pulling these jigs, if you'll make a turn every now and then, if something happens and you get a bite while you're in the turn, let's just say you get a bite on one of your inside rods on the inside of the turn, that tells you something. That lets you know that that jig being on the inside of the turn, it's moving slower so it's down in the water column even deeper. If you get a bite on the outside of the turn, that jig is moving faster and it's a little bit shallower. So you can kind of judge by that. If you make a good turn, you get bit on the outside, maybe speed up. You get bit on the inside, maybe slow down a little bit or put you a little bit heavier jig head on. But it's kind of a crash course in pulling jigs. A lot of people pull with the curly tails. I like pulling with the curly fry, the Jinko curly fry. It's a it's a three-inch curly tail, but you can cut it down, just cut sections off of it. That's what I like. It's got It's got good action. And it's a whole lot of colors. 
Um, one good color, and I'll throw this little tip out there too for the St. John's River when we was there, was called Buttercup. Uh, it's kind of a yellow color, um, and then we tip it with a minter, and we use these little ice jigs, they call them, like a moon jig, and then you just tip it with a small minter. Um, but that was the rundown on St. John's River. Like I said, that's coming up this weekend, uh, Crappie Masters. Beautiful place. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. Got good food down there. You right in the middle of Florida, son. If you don't want to, if you don't do no, no, if you don't do no good in the tournament, stay a couple extra days and go see Mickey Mouse over at Disney World. You ain't gonna be about forty five minutes from it. But uh, check out St. John's River if you ain't never done it. Go down there and see it. That should be on everybody's bucket list. A um, lot of other one. We got uh, the first ACT tournament is coming up here in a few weeks. It's gonna be on Lake Darbone. And Lake Darbone is my number one favorite crappie lake in the country. I've been to a lot of crappie lakes all over the United States. Lake Darbone in Farmerville, Louisiana is my number one favorite lake. It's got any kind of way you want to fish. It's got river channels. It's got creek arms, creek channels. It's got big, deep flats. It's got shallow flats. It's got standing timber. It's got It's got everything, lily pads. It's got cypress trees. However you want to fish, you can go to Lake Darbone and you can find a way to catch the fish. And it's got some biggins in it. It's got two and a half, two and three quarter, three pound. It's got some monsters in it. Um, and I'll tell you what else it's got. And I know if you're local or you fished there before, you probably already know. It's not really known for it, but it's got some really big black fish, black crappie, specks if you call them. Um, predominantly white crappie in there. Um, it'll be a big weight tournament. It'll be north of 15 pounds to win. It surprised me if it didn't take north of 15 pounds a day to win. You're going to be up there in the 30s to win this tournament. Um, more than likely this time of year, it's going to be caught you know, out deeper. And the thing about the ACT tournament, and this time is, they're going to a catch, weigh, and release for this tournament. ACT has changed. They're not doing the seven fish regular crappie weigh-in, if you will. They're going to have a marshal in every single boat, and every single fish counts. If you catch a hundred one-pound fish, your weight for the day is a hundred pounds. Or you can catch fifty-two pounders, and you got a hundred pounds a day. You know that's how it is. Every single fish counts, just like MLF does in the uh, Bass Pro Tour. That that's how ACT is going to be this year. Marshalling every boat, it's going to save a lot of fish's lives, if you will. You won't lose near as many. You're not hauling them all over the lake, you know, in the hot summertime. You're going to catch the fish, weigh it, and the the marshal will record your your weight for the day, and then that's what you carry, you know, and that tells who won the dang thing, whoever had the most weight. I think that's going to take a lot of strategizing, strategy. It's going to take a lot of thought process, if you will. I guess that's the word I was looking for. I don't really know what the right call would be. Do you go out there and do you find a whole lot of the one-pound fish? Now, I don't know if they have a minimum. I don't know none of that yet. There really hasn't been a whole, whole lot of of details about it. I don't know if there's a minimum. Let's just say the minimum is a pound. Well, do you go out there and do you catch as many one-pound fish as you possibly can catch? Or do you go out there and try and target the 140s to 160s to try to have a little bit of the extra weight, maybe not catch as many as the pound fish, but you'll stay in a good quality 
a, a good size quality of fish and then, you know, possibly throw you in several two pound fish to kick. I think that would be, if I was going, I can't fish the first one. I really wanted to, but we have, uh, we got a pageant. My little girl does a big beauty review pageants, if you will. And we travel a lot for that and we had this planned or whatever. So I'm going to miss that one. But anyway, if I was going to fish the ACT on Darbone, I would probably go with the 140 to 160, kind of try to find that grade of fish. I don't think, I mean, you can go out and look for monsters, but to go out and look for two and a half, you know, anything over two, I don't know that that's going to be the best way to compete. If you can do it, my hat's off to you, baby. You've done something great. I mean, if you can compete catching nothing but two-pound-plus fish, that's that's beautiful, but I really think that the sweet spot will probably be trying to look for a good quality grade, you know, in that mid-range, not quite the two-pounders, maybe the pound-and-a-half-ish. I think there will be more plentiful than a lot of, you know, two-and-a-halfs. I think you're going to have a lot more a lot more fish in that pound-and-a-half range, and then you'll catch your every now and then, you'll catch you a two-and-a-half to go with your pound-and-a-half fish. I think that's a strategy that me and old Jaybird, that's my partner, I think we would use if we went and hit that thing. Unless you just find, you know, a Josie hole, old honey hole as they call them, that's just got a whole lot of pound fish. If that's if that is what you're you're you know, if they're gonna have a, a weight, you know, you gotta have a, at least a one pound minimum or whatever, if they're gonna have something like that. If you can find a Josie hole where you can sit there and thump one pound fish, that might be the way to go. I think this will also bring back trolling. Spider rigging, you know, pushing manners, double manner rigging, whatever you want to call it. I'll call it trolling and spider rigging, but multi-pole fishing out to the front like we used to do in the old days before all this forward-facing sonar come out. I think that there's going to be a spot for that in this ACT, this new this new setup. Um, you go on multi-pole fishing, double manner rigs. There's been a lot of days when we was trolling, we'd catch two on one pole. Um, so there's going to be, you'll be able to compete really well doing that in this new ACT format. Um, we got the elites, uh, coming up, the crappie masters elites, their first tournament's going to be on cross Lake in Louisiana. Uh, I hadn't heard a whole lot more information about the elites. I don't know where weigh in's going to be. So if y'all wondered, I'm not sure. I don't know where the weigh in is. I don't, I don't know much about the goings on other than it's going to be here in the next few weeks. And it's going to be at cross Lake, uh, Louisiana. That's the, um, the, the, the higher end, the upper echelon, if you will, of the tournament trails. Uh, I really wanted to get into that one, but we had some more kind of issues with timing and stuff. And I was going to miss a tournament or two. And I didn't want to have to, you know, fork over the, the money for the, the entry fee and then miss a tournament or two. Cause that's just wasting money. So, I had to skip out on that, and I tried to get on the waiting list, but I don't guess everybody's wanting in on this, and I didn't get in that. But that's okay. There's next year. I'll get in that joker, and I'm still going to fish a lot. Don't you worry about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Crappie Masters Elite is coming up. It's supposed to be big payouts. Um, it's a new thing. It's supposed to be awesome. Cross Lake, Louisiana here in a few weeks. That's about all I know. Um, don't really know many details on it. Don't know anything about where the way inside is or nothing like that also we got a new national tournament trail that's just starting up chris fuller and jeremy mattingly is jeremy mattingly is uh he's the guy that owns crappie monster uh chris fuller he's fished a lot of tournaments with us over the past few years 
He's a guy from Louisiana, good fella. Both of them are good guys. They're starting a new tournament trail called the National Crappie League, or NCL if you want to call it that. Um, it's going to be a five-fish format. Instead of the the traditional seven-fish to the weigh-in, it's five-fish formats. So I'm going to try and fish at least one or two of them, depending on how many I get time for. Like I said, it's just now kicking off. I know it's going to be a good payout system. It's 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 something to be watching for. I'm excited about the NCL. So that's what's going on with the crappie tournament trails. Um, it's winter time. It's cold out. Y'all ought to be catching them fish out there deeper. I'll give you a little winter time tip if you want to look on your deeper flats right now. You know, if you just say, for instance, talking about uh, let's say you're fishing somewhere like Kentucky Lake, y'all want some winter time nuggets? Here you go. Find you a flat in the 20, just say from the 20 to 26 foot area zone, find you a flat about that deep and find you some kind of cover on it, brush pile, stake mat. You might even find a few roaming around. You'll be able to pick them off. It's wintertime, baby. That's when you look for your fish out in the mouth of the creek arms, um, a little bit deeper. That's where they're going to be hanging out. And here's one, here's a way you can find them a lot easier. If you know of, of a real Really, really good spawning flat that's really good spring of the year. You know, everybody fishes in the spring of the year. That's the only time you can catch crappie. That You can't catch them no other time of the year but spring. Well, that's horse hockey. That's, you know better than that. You can catch them all year long if you know where to look. So find you, if you're new to wintertime fishing, find you a spot you always catch them in the spring. Say you catch them in the back of Stinky Creek Arm or somewhere around there, and that's where you catch them in the springtime. Well, look here, come out to the mouth of that arm and look for them out there. Just ride around till you find some cover on your side imaging. Nowadays, the majority of people has at least side imaging. That's all you need. You don't really even have to have that. If you're spider rigging or trolling, just get out there in the mouth of that rascal and just put them down, like Mr. Terry Stewart says, put them down and go, bub. But look for your fish right in the mouth of that creek arm where you always catch them in the spring spawning. Them fish ain't going to leave that spring haunt where they go spawn out and run 127 miles down the lake no they're gonna go right back out there in the winter time and the summertime too to the mouth of that little creek arm and that's where they're gonna set up post up if you will they're gonna be sitting out there on some cover just chilling if you can find some you know some shallow maybe in a in a channel bend or maybe on a point if you can find some shallow water it's close to deep water you know really shallow on warm days a lot of times them fish will move up there to the shallower side, they'll sun a little bit. Lake Washington, Mississippi, and they they don't even have to run up the bank. Sometimes in the wintertime when that sun's out, they'll just move up in the water column. Grenada Lake's notorious for it. Uh, Lake Washington, and this don't even pertain to wintertime. Lake Washington, they get so close to the top of the surface, you can see their dorsal fin when you spook them off down there, and that's 12 months out of the year. I've done that no, numerous times, but as for right now, the wintertime fishing program is get you a get you a deeper flat, you know, and deep is relevant to the body of water you're fishing on. If the deepest spot on the body of water you're fishing on is just say 18 foot deep, maybe look for flats or fishing areas anywhere from 13 to 18, somewhere around in there. You know, stay on the deeper end of the body of water you're staying in. Now, I'm not talking about just say Kentucky Lake. They've got 100 foot of water. Don't go that deep. I wouldn't go over 25 or 30 deep, me, myself. 
But uh, that's where I would look, right in the, the, the mouth of the creek arms. Look right there on deeper flats. Look for cover, anything from hang on. Don't be scared. To, don't be messed up about seeing them out there just floating around and more bogeys, if you will, ones you just pick off sniping, if, as they say. And if you don't have live scope, get out there on the creek arm, get in the mouth of it, put them down and go. You can always get, you know, run up and down the point. You can find a way to catch fish as long as you're willing to put in a little work. That's a good way to catch them. But uh, that's the that's pretty much the show, man. I sure do appreciate y'all listening and 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 staying tuned, if you will. It's we're gonna get this thing out there, Spotify, all the good places, social media. I sure do appreciate y'all following Chris Bush Art Fishing. Thank y'all. Hey, also Jinko Fishing. Look at here. If y'all ain't checked out the new X13s and the new X series spinning rods, you really need to. Them two are always on my deck, and this ain't just about, I mean, I guess it is. A, it's a sponsor shout-out, but it's the best gear that I've used so far. I use that X-Series spinning rod the majority of time. And they also got that new double-down, that BFS rod, that you can actually throw crappie baits. I'm talking about one thirty-second ounce crappie baits with an open-faced bass casting reel. One of them good ones, just a casting reel like you bass fish with. They've got BFS reels that you put on. Jinko's made a rod for that, the double-down rod. You put that little BFS. They've got Corrado's. Daiwa's got them. There's a lot of these little BFS reels. You put it on this specially made rod, and you can cast 30 seconds, 64th. You can cast tiny, tiny jigs on a bass action style rod. For all y'all guys that like to chase them ditch pickles, that's a good one. Um, but anyway, yeah, man, I sure do appreciate Jinko and all the things they do for us, Power Pole and all that. And uh, y'all check out Chris Bushart Fishing on everything. And we'll see y'all next week on Catching Up with Chris Bushart. Oh, and by the way, y'all keep snatching on them. Mm-hmm.